Do you want to start a podcast but think you're not ready? Do you want to start a podcast but think it's too hard? I thought the same thing before I heard about Anchor. Anchor is an easy and efficient way to create and upload your podcast. Anchor also allows you to upload your podcast to streaming outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and multiple other streaming outlets. You can simply go to the website www.anchor.fm to sign up today and start podcasting. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Brotherly Love of Sports. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Lovett. You know I'm here with, man, my brother and my co-host, Carl Lovett. How we doing, man? We doing good, man. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into all this craziness that we've seen man, this past weekend. Great so, great weekend of football, uh, man. Obviously, we're going to get into it, man. Mm-hmm. Just uh, great to be back. As always, man, thank you guys for tuning in, man, and uh, listening to what, listening to us, uh, coming with, coming along with us every week, and uh, really appreciate it, man. So, uh, man, let's just dive right into it. To, to obviously, man, wild, wild card, super, 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 super wild card, wild card super wild card weekend, man. Obviously, there were a lot, of, a lot of games this weekend, man. I tell you, I was glued to my TV, man. Um, some really good games. Majority of them were really good, really close. Um, so let's just dive into it, man. Let's start with Saturday, obviously. Uh, Seahawks, 49ers, and uh, Chargers, Jaguars. And uh, I had picked the upset on, on Seahawks, 49ers. You did. And I'll tell you one thing. I was looking kind of – I was you looking were. pretty good you, you in were. the first half. Listen, that, that game was was far more uh, competitive than the final score indicated. Absolutely. It For really three was. and a half quarters, that was a, that was a ball game. It really was. And just real quick, um, on this game, man, and this – and we're going to get into our predictions – but this just goes to show, man, because the Seahawks played as good as they could in that first half. I mean, they were leading at the, at mm-hmm. the going into the second half. But this just goes to show you, man, that this 49ers team is a team that you can't play around with, man. No. And you got to be on your P's and Q's with because, I mean, I think we can all agree that this, this, this roster is probably – the 49ers is probably the best. Oh, top to bottom. Top to bottom, this, this is the most this complete is the roster. Best, this is the best constructed roster that there is left in, in, in the league. So this just this game showed me that obviously you cannot you can't play around with your fool when you when you're messing with the 49ers, man. So this game, man, like I said, man, going into that, going into halftime, man, Geno Smith and company, man, they they look good, man. They look really good. Um, obviously going into halftime, it was 17, 17, 16. They were leading. They were leading. And then um, 49ers got the ball to uh, to start the second half. They came down and scored. And then, so it's 23-17, I believe. And the Seahawks are, are putting together a pretty good drive. And then this is where it all turned. That strip sack from G- on Geno Smith. Yep. And it just seemed to all go downhill. The from biggest, there. the the biggest took snatched all the momentum away. It just snatched that, all the momentum. That play right there and turned this game completely on his on his head. Absolutely, and that's what that 49ers defense has been yeah. able to do all year. They've been able to take the ball away. Mm-hmm. They've always had a pretty good defense. Last year, I believe they were around like maybe 18th or 19th in takeaways. Last year, I believe this year they're they're. I know I believe they're top five for sure. I know they're top five. I'm not exactly sure what number they're at, but I know they're top five. So. That's what this 49ers defense has been able to do all year long. Obviously, uh, tremendous linebacker, uh, Fred Warner, 
uh, pretty good secondary, and obviously the arguably the best defensive player in the game. The odd-on favorite to to win defensive mm-hmm. player of the year, uh, Nick Bosa. So that was the turning point of that game. But um, yeah, like I said, man, I picked the upset because I believe, because man, I, obviously I thought that the the Seahawks were inspired enough to to come out here and. Because, I mean, they were really playing with house money. Nobody expected them to win this game. And that's that's how it's been all year. That's how they've been playing all year. So, man, but everything just, just flipped. Everything just flipped after that strip, strip sack, man. So, obviously, man, that was a, a demolition. So, what did you see in that game? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you made some pretty great points. And all I'll do is just take what you said and I'll just, you know, take uh, – you know, add a little bit to it. Yeah, but yeah, that like I said, that game was a that, that this was a competitive football game for the most of it. And uh, like you said, you alluded to the strip sack that that play right there just 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 it, it felt like it just zapped everything out of Seattle Absolutely. because they had all the momentum coming out of half. Like you said, they were leading. They're about they're driving the ball down the field. Geno's making big throws, making big time third down conversions. And that play right there, uh, I, I believe who I believe it was Fred Warner. Who, who was it that strip sacked it uh, out? Yeah, I don't. It was one of the linemen, I think. I can't remember his name. Might have been Armstead, maybe. Was it? I think it was Armstead. Might have been Armstead. Eric Armstead. Okay. Well, whoever. But that play right there, and like you said, you alluded to. That's what this defense has done all year long. They have been able to take the ball away, and they've they've been able to get to the quarterback. Yes. And when you have a defense that can do that, that I mean, the, and you know, like you said, you did pick the upset because I think you were. You know, kind of, you know, leaning towards what a lot of people were leaning towards is, is that we were just waiting for Brock Purdy to eventually fall on his face. Absolutely. And I'm gonna just say this, man. Doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. Kyle Shanahan is just unbelievable, man. Yeah. This this guy is is arguably the one of the best, if not the best, offensive minds I've ever seen, and. You know, I, I believe I seen a stat somewhere that said the 49ers have scored 30, 35 in their last four or five games or something like that. And we have seen this guy, you know, with quarterback after quarterback, different styles of quarterbacks just continue to have success. Yeah. And, you know, we, 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 since he came, since he since he come here, we've seen obviously Jimmy G. We've seen him go out there and make Nick Mullins look like look serviceable. CJ Beathard look serviceable. Prior to him becoming the head coach, you know, we've seen what he was able to do. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan never looked the same once once he let once he once he separated from Kyle Shanahan. Won an MVP. Never. Robert Griffin III, one rookie of the year, had his best success under Kyle Shanahan. You remember Matt Schaub all those years ago in Houston? Yeah. When he was like the number one fantasy quarterback for for number, guess who his OC was? Kyle Shannon. This guy can just simply dial it up. Yeah, and and it kind of goes to kind of what you were saying last week about Brock Purdy. He, I mean, he he's been balling for sure, but this offense is not really predicated on you know a star quarterback, a talented quarterback. Because I mean, no. if you look, Christian McCaffrey was was just he was great. Saturday, so it just kind of goes back to what you timing said. Timing and, and adequate accuracy is what this is predicated is what this system demands from the quarter um, from uh from from its quarterback, and they've 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 got game breakers all over the field. Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, there, there's there's not a running back out there that, that is that is skilled and talented as this guy, and you know Debo, you any of these guys, you get the ball in their hands, they can just hit the head on the goalpost at any moment, and he's got and obviously he looks like he's got some really good rapport with Ayuk. He made some big plays, and yeah, man. So, the, the, as well as the Seahawks played, all, all all this told me was that any team out there, 
I don't care what conference, AFC, NFC, you are going to have to play as close to a perfect foot game of football for 60 minutes Absolutely. to, 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 to knock off this San Francisco team. They're, they're, to. they're just too – they're just too viable on both sides of the ball and on all elements. Absolutely. So that's what I took out of it. Absolutely. But the Seahawks, yeah, you, you were your pick was. I was about to text you. I was like, man, I, it, it was looking because you know because you know Gino was looking pretty good there for a minute. But after he, he got that strip sack, like I said, that just that he kind of went in the tank after that. But yeah, they were looking good. You know, DK DK was making some big plays. They had no answer for him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think the Forty ers just you know. Too much. Once they once they really got going and really got seized the momentum, they just sucked. The, they they just suffocated the Seahawks. So, yeah. yeah but it, it was a really good football game. Though. Like was. I said, the final score was, wasn't wasn't indicative of how competitive that game was. That was that was one of the better games of the weekend. I thought absolutely. And then so let, let's uh, go to the to the next game that was also that Saturday. Yes, game. the Chargers and Jaguars. And man, this this was the marquee matchup of 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 pretty much that Saturday. Obviously. Um, we talked about it, man. One of these quarterbacks were going to get their first their first playoff win, and man, this this game started off like it was going to be just a demolition. Obviously, we seen Trevor Lawrence throw four interceptions, three of them to Asante Samuel Jr. By the way, mm-hmm. so and stunned like his daddy. Yeah, stunned like his daddy, <laughs> man. So, man, this game was was very exciting, man. Like I said, obviously, we talked about it. That one of these quarterbacks were going to get one of these young quarterbacks were going to get their first playoff win, but man, it was just this this game was just absolutely crazy, bro. Just absolutely crazy because, man, if you really think about it, I believe that's the first time ever, if I'm not mistaken, that a quarterback has thrown four interceptions. For I think it, he threw three first four first half interceptions and won the game. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think I've seen that stat, but. If you looked at Trevor Lawrence and after those four interceptions, he he was never rattled. He was never rattled. He no. settled in and and man, they played a heck of a game after they were settled down. Maybe it was the nerves. But because some some of some of the interceptions were just like were horrible. Were horrible. Like wow. Like what what are you seeing out here, Trevor? But credit to them, man. They were never rattled and and credit to Dougie P man settled them down, and then they they begin to play their football. They begin to play Jaguar football because we we both said that they they have been really hot as of late. And Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in his career, apparently. No, he ain't. So credit to the Jaguars, but man, you got to look at the Chargers on this to. side. You got to look at the charges, man. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. man. Something has to be done. I know they just fired their OC and their quarterback coach. I mean, I know there's a lot of speculation whether Brandon Staley is really the guy. I think they're going to move forward, and that's that's where everything yeah, is that, looking that's, right now. That's what the reports are right yeah. now. But, man, th- 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 this was just just a historic game because if you – if you man, 27, and, 27 to 0 in the playoffs? Playoffs? To yeah, quote was, the great Jim Moore, playoffs. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. You man. just you just don't see that. I mean, obviously we know we seen twenty eight three against the Falcons, um, but I mean you just you just you just don't see that, man. You just don't see that. That was incredible mm-hmm. to see something like that. Yeah, this was this this was by far the the, the, the craziest game of the weekend. I, I don't think anybody would dispute that. Um, you brought up Trevor Lawrence, and you know the way he looked in that first half. 
do you know how many times a quarterback has thrown four interceptions in the game and also thrown four touchdowns? You know how many times that's happened? Is it the first? No, it's happened one at a time. Big Ben did it in two, oh, okay. 2000, 2006, I think, but it wasn't in the playoffs, though. Yeah, so, I, look, obviously I've been high on Jacksonville all year. I picked them to win the division, and I picked them to win the playoff, uh, mm-hmm, to make the did. playoffs. And all because I thought, you know, I thought, you know, with Doug Peterson coming over, you know, and, you know, with, with him being, you know, the, the new voice and getting kind of getting the best out of Trevor Lawrence and kind of getting this franchise to go in the direction that he sees and what his Super Bowl vision is for this team. But I got to say, man, in that first half, I, I, Didn't look good. I mean, I I, I I I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback look as bad as Trevor Lawrence did in that first half. I, I mean, any game, not not in the playoffs. I'm just I because I, I, it it looked like it looked like he was seeing ghosts. Yeah, and he was jittery in the pocket. He just he 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 just looked like the moment was just too big for him. And the just the shift. I've never seen a shift in a quarterback's play from half to half like I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence on yeah. Saturday night. I mean, it, it's just I, words can't describe it. But and I mean, and they just they they like you said four interceptions in the first half. I believe the first throw, his first throw of the his game, his first throw was, of the game. Was I mean, innocent. obviously you know that one was tipped, but then after that, like those th- other three, yeah, it was like wow. They Trevor. had they had a, a punt to bounce off the returner's head, and that I mean it. it, it it was just a nightmare for Jacksonville at all phases in the first half. But that second half came and you, and it was just a different team. I don't know what Dougie P said at halftime or what or who I mean or who who got word to Trevor Lawrence, but he was amazing in that second half. And so that's what I took out of it from Jacksonville's standpoint. But let's not make this more so, so but yeah, give Jacksonville the credit, but let's not make this more so about what it is. This is about the Chargers. I mean, there is no possible way that you can be up twenty seven to zero and and lose a game. At all. At all. If you think you're a caliber team of what you of what we all thought the the Chargers were headed to be in, that's no there's no possible way that you can allow that to happen. Right. And if you really look at it, you know, I, I I've 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 look, I've come on here and I've defend I've been a Justin Herbert defender. You know this. I've said, you know, I know he hasn't had the success, some of the winning success. I said, you know, I I know he hasn't had a playoff win because because you were you were one of the people you said like you know let's let's kind of pump the let's kind of pump the brakes on it and I was like yeah I understand that but you can't take away from what this man guys did but I got to be honest man Justin Herbert in this game very underwhelming I mean you know the uh the Chargers I mean the the Jaguar the Jaguars obviously they turned the ball the way they did and the Chargers got up twenty to zero very quickly. But it was strictly off. I mean, I think the, the, the Jaguars gave up 20 points off turnovers. So it wasn't like, you no, know, the Chargers were moving the ball up and down the field or Trevor Lawrence was – I mean, uh, excuse me, Justin Herbert was setting the world on fire. It's just that Trevor Lawrence was – I mean, as bad as Justin Herbert looked at times, Trevor Lawrence looked even worse in the first half. So it, it, it wasn't – and to talk about Brandon Staley for, uh, for a second, I, I do find it very unfortunate because – he he already had a number of questions. There were a lot of questions surrounding Brandon Staley going into this game, and in that first half, it, it, it was just going as good as it possibly could go for him. I mean, his yeah. his his defense was playing physical, yeah. aggressive, and then it just it just all went to hell in the hand basket. So, you know, I, that's a tough break for Brandon Staley. But yeah, after after your team collapses in the way that they did, 
you have to look at the head coach. And like we said, the reports out there that they're not going to move on from him. Listen, I don't think you can move on from him because if you look at it, that'll be Justin Herbert's third coach. Yeah, but you because he get- had Anthony Lynn and then he had now Brandon Staley. But I understand that. But we we've talked about Baker Mayfield, and not I'm not saying that Justin Herbert now. is anywhere. Come on, now. but I mean we've talked and we've talked about Baker Mayfield and and a bunch of other quarterbacks getting coaches fired. So we we've got to be fair, and and I don't think Brandon Staley. I mean, I think he gets. I think he's been kind of caught in the crossfires here. I think he's getting a little bit too much of the criticism. Obviously, there's a lot of blame to go around here, but I think he just gets a little bit too much of the criticism because, like you said, first of all, he's a defensive coach. He's a defensive coach, right? So his defense played lights out. I mean, when you force five turnovers, there's absolutely no way. If I tell you a team forced five turnovers in the playoffs, you would think that they win that game pretty much going away. Because mm-hmm. one thing you can't do in the playoffs is turn the ball over. Right. And and, and hope to win. So I just think Brandon Staley is getting a little but doesn't bit too that much fall, of the credit. Doesn't that fall – isn't that the most – isn't most of that – isn't most of that indictment – doesn't that most of that fall on the head coach, though, when that happens? I mean, but I understand I understand you saying he has a defensive mindset, yeah, but like you – know, It does. But yeah, like I said, there's always going to – listen – the coach is always going to when The coach, is, to me, is in a lose-lose situation always. Because if they win, the players get the credit. If they lose, it has to fall on the coach. I don't know, man. I'm just – look, I understand that, but Sean Payton is out there. And it's been reported that Sean Payton would absolutely take this job if it, if it, if it, if it became available. And you think about it, Sean Payton, he said well, no matter where he goes – Vic Fangio is going to be his defensive coordinator who wants the same similar system to the Chargers do now. So there won't be much change in the defense and the offense wants to excel under Sean Payton because he's one of the greatest offensive minds to ever coach. So I understand what you're saying about, you know, the, you know, the turmoil and uh, Justin Herbert and how it would affect him, you know, going through all that, you know, change and not having the stability. But when you got a chance to bring in a guy like Sean Payton, I think you have to take on that. That's just me. But I, like I said, it's been reported that they're going to stick with him. And who knows if if the Chargers come out next year and you know they you know are first in the AFC and they go in a deep playoff run, all will be forgotten. But I just think right now, to order to get the best out of this team, I think you will feel much comfortable thinking because you have a talented roster. There's no question about that. But I think if you feel much comfortable about it with a guy like Sean Payton in the fold, about you being able to maximize what you can get out of this team going forward with making that move, so. Absolutely, but yeah, but but yeah, the, to answer the question, unbelievable from Trevor Lawrence, but most of the, most most of the, most of what happened was more about the Chargers than it was the Jaguars. Yeah, shout out to the Jaguars, man. I mean, like you said, Dougie P, he obviously brings championship DNA, and obviously, like you said, man, everything was pretty much going wrong. The four interceptions, the punt bouncing off the guy's helmet, but uh, shout out to Dougie P, man, bringing and man, and just like you said, man. This was one of the worst worst ways that you could start a playoff game. And and I think that this Dougie P hiring, man, was just it did wonders cuz I mean, after that that debacle which that was Urban Meyer, you had to get somebody in here to come yeah, clean up the job. I hate to say and, it, and, and, but... and Dougie P has done tremendous with, you know, kind of having the franchise move on from that and uh bringing that championship DNA over to the Jaguars. So, shout out to Dougie P, man. Absolutely. So let's uh, transition to Sunday's games. So the first game we've seen is Dolphins versus Bills. I don't have much for this. 
one thing I'll have to say, and I'll kick it to you, man. Josh Allen has to do a much better job of protecting the football. Oh my God. He just has to do a better job of protecting the football. And I, I think the Bills have, have a really good shot to win win the Super Bowl. But, man, if Josh if Josh Allen does not protect the football and continues to turn it over, man, it's, it's going to be tough for him because – and I've I seen the stat where he, he leads the league in interception and fumbles combined all together. He leads the league in that. So – he has, and I said this earlier about the Bills, that I think that they are too Josh Allen-centric. They abandoned the run very quickly. He is the run game. Yeah, he is the run game. So, But my quick takeaway on that, man, and I'll kick it to you, Josh Allen has to protect the football. Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we are going to get into our prediction here in a little bit. I'll just say this. Uh, my confidence in the Bills uh, making it to the Super Bowl and, eventually, uh, uh, and ultimately winning it, uh, definitely diminished after Sunday. I, I mean, because f- for you, because I, I've t- I, I've said, you know, I, I don't view. Could the Bills beat any team on any given Sunday? Sure, obviously, but I don't view them in the same realm as I view a San Francisco or I view a Kansas City or even a Cincinnati that matter because they're not they're not they're not as complete of a football team as that. This defense is vulnerable, very vulnerable. I mean, they, they, they give up big plays. They can be exploited. Like I said, I, I, we're going to get into our prediction a little bit later. But to to give up 30-plus points to the Minnesota – I mean, no, excuse me. I'm, I'm thinking about the rent that I'm about to go on for the next game. Uh, to, the, uh, to the Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson, who was god-awful? Yeah, you can't you can't feel good about that as a uh, as a Buffalo Bills fan and feel good about their their chances going next week against Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, give it uh, give them credit they got it done. Um, and Mike McDaniel's clock management and and late in that game was was really was really really yeah yeah man you you see that so much with head coaches now they do not know how to do, manage game situations yeah. Absolutely. But shout out to Mike McDaniel, number one. No, no, no. I'm not killing him. I'm just saying. I mean, obviously without Tua and obviously without Teddy Bridgewater. So he's down to his third string quarterback. So be to to even be able to push the Bills to the brink. Yeah, give him credit. But if you're Buffalo, there's no way you should have won that game going away. Absolutely. 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 But, yeah, Bills got some problems to to certainly address. So uh, real quick to the next game. To the Giants versus the Vikings. Let's hear it from you. You've been singing the praises. You've been wearing the chains uh, right there with Kurt Kick yeah. for Kurt. Yeah, I, I have, and I own this one. You know the Giants, man. They 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 played their butts off. The Vikings. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't think. First of all, let me just say shout out to Daniel Jones because I he, didn't see that coming. He was great. He was great. All right, get to the quarterback. That. I didn't see that coming. No, oh, man. Let me talk about Daniel Jones. I got to get credit where credit is okay. due. Shout out to Daniel Jones, man. He. The Vikings, who who really had no answer for anybody this year, mm-hmm. they they had no answer for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was killing them with his arm, with his legs. He was he was he was amazing. Yeah. He well, amazing. The, the the biggest the biggest thing with Daniel Jones is, the, I mean, he he's always had the ability to play the position at a high level. His biggest deal his biggest deal uh, with him was the turnovers, and he's he, he's really done a tremendous job of cleaning that up. And I think and, Brian, uh, Brian Dayball has a lot yeah, to do with that. Yeah, and we kind of see you know now that Brian Dayball isn't in isn't in Buffalo, and the turnovers issues that Josh Allen is kind of going through now. That makes maybe, sense. Maybe that's something there. But yeah, go ahead and continue. And then and also to take into account his coaches were Joe Judge and also Jason Garrett. That's true. So. <laughs> but 
And we know Jason Garrett very well, do we not? But, yeah, so shout out to Darren Jones, but over to the Vikings, man. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me just say this. Kirk Cousins didn't play a bad game. He didn't have a bad game. He did, he played, I mean, he played pretty good. Yeah. He but always he usually always plays well. The but de- how did it end? I mean, to me, I'm putting the, I'm putting a lot of this on the defense. But on that fourth and eight, I don't know what Kirk was thinking. Throw the ball past the sticks, man. What are you doing? Well, hold on, wait a minute. You, you you forgot a play that happened prior before that. What happened? What am I forgetting? Did you see the throw on third down? Uh, I think the receiver could have caught that. I think he could have caught Come that. On, man. It's a t- it's a tough catch, but th- that's what receivers are for. It was behind him a little bit, but I think a he, little bit. Uh, I don't think it was a terrible throw. I think he could have caught it, but we can argue that another day. I think he could have caught that ball, but to the fourth and eight, man, that I I I have no explanation for that. There's I, no there's no way I can defend that. You're on fourth and eight, and you throw a a, a, th- a three yard pass to the tight end. What do you who did you think he was? I have an explanation for it. He choked. Dar- Darren Sproles. Throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. And the man. guy, the guy was covered. Do you understand? Like it, it was, it wasn't like he threw it in the flat and the guy had room to run. The guy was, Bro. he had a defender draped on him. And it's not like T.J. Hawkinson is, is popular for yak yards. I mean, yeah. What are we doing here? It ain't like you got Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that obviously I can't defend that. But altogether, I think I think Kirk Cousins played a pretty good game. But the problem with the Vikings all year has been their defense. Yeah, uh-huh. and that and that's really what it came down to. They could not. They they had no answer for Daniel Jones. They had no answer for Saquon. They they had no answer for him. So I mean, like you said, man, I I gotta own this one. I've been on the Vikings heavy all year. I thought that they could at least put together some sort of a defensive stand somewhere. Which they couldn't. I mean, they 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 really shouldn't have even got the ball back for Kirk Cousins to to even have a chance if uh Darius Slayton wouldn't have dropped a a, a third. Yeah, man. I, I was so. I mean, because I obviously I was rooting for the Giants because you know I you know I've I've been mm. I've been I, I won't make myself look good because I've been saying that the right. Vikings was going to choke. But yeah, when that happened, I was like, see, that's the type of stuff right there. That you know get you beat. get you beat, yeah. Because you could have put the game away we right there. The, the game should have been away when you when you, when you open the windows and stuff like that happens. That that that's a sign that okay, what can go going wrong going wrong. But give give. Uh, but I, I when I when I thought that I wasn't you know also taking consideration who was the quarterback on the other end. Then when he has a chance, he's putting that situation to go win the game. He'll do what he always does and fold. I mean, <laughs> how do you on fourth and eight you throw the ball? And it was like two yards outside uh, from the line on the screen. What did you think was going to happen in that situation? I can't explain it. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I've been calling the Vikings frauds all year, and you know, and and I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, nah, I'm not gonna be a hypocritical because, and and in all fairness, I did pick the Vikings to win this game, but I'm not, su- I'm not surprised at all by what took place, not at all. And uh, I'm gonna get. I'm we're gonna we're gonna get into our. I'm gonna say my uh, thoughts on the Giants here, uh, and what I think they can do next week going with the Eagles when we get into our predictions a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. That's oh, Kurt. That's man. Kurt being Kurt. All right. So let's let's move to the Sunday night game, the AFC game, divisional matchup here. Ravens versus Bengals. Obviously, we know where Lamar was out, so Tyler Huntley got the start. Um, not much from this game, but it's a glare. It's glaringly obvious. Yep. That the Ravens, Go ahead and say it. That the Ravens need to pay Lamar. Go ahead and say it, man. That, 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 that's, that's what this game. Take away from this that's, game. that's what this game was all about. That's this game was all about Lamar Jackson's value to the Ravens has never been higher than it sits today, right now. And if you watch that game, and if you've watched how this team has played 
the five, six weeks since Lamar has been down, it is evident that his value has never been higher to this football team than it is right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when Absolutely you watch right. that game Sunday, there's no way that you can question that if they had Lamar Jackson, uh, they win this football game. Because this was a opposed nip, to Tyler this, Huntley. This was a, a nipped up ball ball game. Yes, they had. I mean, the the Ravens had every opportunity to win this game. I mean, the the quarterback sneak where Tyler Tyler Huntley tried to reach over the extend over the goal line and and it was stripped or fumbled or whatever you want to say and ran back for a touchdown. I watched that replay of that. It, it it was very close whether he, didn't he, get in. he didn't get in. I mean, if at a certain angle, if you look at it, it was very close whether he broke the plane. But obviously, he didn't. But yeah, the the, the biggest takeaway from the Ravens standpoint is you got to pay the dude now. Got to pay. I, him. I don't think I don't know how you can sell that to your fan base or anybody that follows this team that you shouldn't pay this man his money. Because if you like, I said, if you watch this team down the stretch of the season, how they looked offensively. If you watch that game Sunday. There's no question in your mind that if you have Lamar Jackson, you probably win that game rather convincingly. And, and I'm, this is not—I'm not killing Tyler Huntley here. I thought—I thought—I think Tyler Huntley is serviceable. I do, and he goes out there and competes. So this isn't about like they didn't lose this game because they had Tyler Huntley at quarterback. They lost this game because they didn't have Lamar Jackson, who's one of the best players in the league. And they don't want to commit to him, which I have no reason. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what. What more has to be seen? What more has to be discussed? What more has to be put on tape? And then when you have your own players speaking out, J.K. Dobbins saying, if we had Lamar, no no doubt about it, we would have won that game. Yeah, I, and, I, the, and, and absolutely, that's no shot to Tyler Huntley. That's no shot to Tyler Huntley. No, this, this, Tyler. no this is not a Tyler but, Huntley thing. But when you have your players like that sending messages to the front office, because oh, say what you want, J.K. Dobbins saying that that that's a message to the GM. Yeah, that's that's a message. Yeah, that's, that's a, a message, message to yeah, the front office. That ain't to, that, that you got to pay the man. You got to pay him. So when you have stuff like that, man, this 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 has all the signs of an ugly divorce here. Because and I and I just pray to God that they don't continue to franchise this young man and put this guy more at risk uh, of injury. I mean, I, you I, can't be mad at the guy for wanting I his mean, own how security. How much of a slap in the face is this to this young man? Like, seriously. And then you got, and I was very disappointed to hear Michael Vick say, just put a brace on it and, and strap up and go out there. But man. did you hear what RG3 said right after Vick came out and said exactly, that? Exactly, man. He said, no, Lamar, don't you, don't you even think about getting on don't that damn field. Don't think about that. Because RG3 put a brace on it. Yeah. Changed the whole trajectory of his career. He, because he put a, uh, uh, Robert he wanted Griffin, to suit up for his brother. Robert for Griffin his team. put a brace on it. He went out there for the team. He went out there for his brothers. And what happened? He was out of the league in less than four years. Changed the whole trajectory of his career, man. Like you just said, like you talk when you were talking about Kyle Shanahan, RG three was supposed to be man. Uh, some people had him over over Andrew Luck at one point. Coming 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 out of that draft, I did. I I told you I was I I was a huge RG three fan. I think you were kind of critical at times. You really didn't believe in him, but I'm, well, I don't know if you didn't believe in him or not. But I mean, you you you. you I just cl- didn't like him because he played for Washington. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, RG three. You can you can argue, you can make the case he had the best rookie season any quarterback has ever had. You can. Well, maybe and, maybe and, Dak, but I mean I, he put a brace on it and changed the whole trajectory. Changed of the whole trajectory of this young man's There's career. No, he man, was never the same after never that. Never the same. Never the same, man. So Lamar, don't, don't you like man? Don't you don't you don't you even think? I mean, you don't, you don't step on no grass unless you're going to play golf. Man, you got to give this man. I mean, you can't be you can't fault this guy for one security. I mean, obviously. No. Because look if at any, what they asked him to do. If anybody deserves the money, it's him. 
Absolutely. With his style of play and what you demand from him in this offense, I, I just don't. I, I've never seen. I've never seen anything like this. No, I said. I, I, I voiced to you before. I've never seen anything like the Dak Prescott situation when it came to quarterback. I've never seen anything like this. Absolutely. Where a guy who is this accomplished, who is who won an MVP in this league. Whose value has been has been has been undoubtedly proven. Undoubtedly, because there's no with Lamar stepping on that field. If he would have stepped on the field, there there's nothing more that he could prove. For if they if they don't want to give him the contract now, him stepping on the field, there's nothing more that he could prove. The yeah. guy's got an MVP. Yeah, we, yeah. I just I he's just an all pro in the league. So I mean, we're not gonna spend too much, much, yeah. much more time so, on this. But I, I just don't. But get real it. quick takeaway as well on this game. The Bengals have, have have I mean I know that obviously it's a division game and you know some sometimes those can be a little you know you can get in some tight tight battles with your division rival but the Bengals they didn't they didn't look all, all that great themselves. They didn't and, and I I think I think a lot of that was more so about you know uh it like you say it is a division rival so that that that's a, that brings it to a different and the Ravens have played them tough they have. in the past. So I I expect this game to be pretty competitive with like I told you last week with or without Lamar I expect the Ravens to come in here and th- this won't be an easy game I think I, I think I had the um I can't remember the score but I think I predicted like twenty eight to four or something mm-hmm. like that and it was pretty close from there seventeen to twenty four but um yeah obviously the biggest the biggest play of the game was the no the the fumble yeah yeah the thick six on the goal line yeah and uh luckily a football field is um. A hundred yards because it was one hundred ten yards. I'm not quite so sure Sham Herbert would have made it, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I, I expect that game to be competitive. I don't really have much to add Absolutely. on that. I still, I still believe firmly in the Bengals though to, as a good team. Yeah, it'll be interesting matchup with them going forward with the Bills. But real quick before we before we move to the next round, man, we we got we obviously got to finish with the we obviously have to talk about the Monday. We night We got to come to them man. boys, don't we? Obviously, got to talk about the Monday night game with the, between the Cowboys and the Bucks. And man, real quick with this game, man, I, I I was stressed all Monday. All Monday I was stressed leading up to this game because it just and you you were in, you were in, you were in a good position. You mean you you were right in having that, that sentiment? Because just everything was just just I was having PTSD of the the Dez called it game, uh, the Tony Romo versus the Seahawks. I was just having flashbacks of the countless playoff disappointments from the Cowboys. And to begin this game, when they started with two three and outs, oh man! I, Boy, the writing was on the wall. I, when I was, start this I game. was, I was beside myself. I was beside myself because to come out with two three and outs, man, that 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 right there, man. I, I was, I was, I was reluctant. I was, I was very reluctant. I was close to turning the TV off. <laughs> Seriously, because I'm like, I'm not gonna watch an, another one of these. I can't do it. But to the Cowboys' credit. They got it together. Dak played one of the best games that I've ever seen Dak play. Near perfect. Near Dak perfect. Was, um, Dak was, uh, Dak Dak was, was sensational. When Dak settled in, because it seemed like, like I said, with those first two three and outs, maybe the nerves were getting them. When Dak settled in, man, they, man, Dak played tremendously. And and like we said, coming into this game, I mean, you both said we didn't we didn't see. We, we both picked the Cowboys, obviously. We said we didn't see enough. We weren't we weren't willing to to take that week week seventeen win the pan uh, the Buccaneers had on the Panthers mm-hmm. 
and say and, and take that small sample size and say that this is what what they are now Absolutely that they that they that they that they've written all their issues and they've gotten it together. Absolutely not. So obviously that's what we picked the Cowboys. So man, this was like I said, Dak Dak played one of the be- the better games that I that I've seen him play in quite a while. This would have been one of the most complete football games that I've seen the Cowboys play in a while. Had it not been, been for the kicker. For Britt the Fret Mark. The Fret. I don't know what was going on with him after he, well, he, he had to bet on the under, right? I mean, that's the only explanation it, for this. Yeah, he had to be point shaven. He had, had to be. Had to. I mean, there, there's no explanation. I, I I don't think I've ever seen a kicker miss four consecutive extra I mean, points. Actually, he missed five because he missed he missed he missed the last one. He he missed the last field goal that he went uh Against Washington. Yeah, against Washington, I think yeah. that, that was a field. That was an extra point. It was a field goal, and I think that one from was like twenty six yards. And then he comes on Monday night. Do what he did. I, you know, never seen it. Can you can you think of how if this game if the Buccaneers weren't as oh, bad as the team don't. they were? Can you think if it of came like, down to three points? Oh my god, bro, that would have been crazy. But yeah, like I said, one of the most complete games besides the kicker. I don't know. It, it had to be. It, it really after that first one. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, miss miss PAT. It happens. After the second one, I'm like, okay, what is this guy doing? Third one, I'm like, put his job on Indeed. Post it on Indeed now. After the fourth one, I'm like, this guy's shot. His confidence is gone. Gone. And but, you can just see it in his face. Yeah, it, yeah, it had, to, it was in his mind, but obviously they're sticking. And did you, did you see? Obviously on they're that, sticking with. Did them. you see on that fourth and eight? Oh, uh, when they uh, when they was getting ready to go for it, he he started he started running off he the field. They started trying to finish. They stayed waiting back. Like, Come on back, man. Come he should have known better than that. Come on back, man. What sit down, man. You did for a night. You cook. But the saving grace, he did end up making one. So that's what I can – I got to hold it in. So if one of these games comes down to a late field goal, just pray that Brett the Fred Meyer can make the field goal. But to wrap it up, man, one of the most complete games that I've seen from Dak Prescott in a while and the Cowboys as well. Yeah, D- Dak, Dak was phenomenal. You know, you, you've been asking all year, you said, well, you know, what big games has Dak won? And, and, and this was a big game. Although I, I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not a good football team, but – with everything being said about, but everything being said about Dak, everything being said about Mike McCarthy leading into this game, for them, for the Cowboys to show up and play the way they did Monday night, you know, says a lot uh, about you know just what I've been preaching all year round. This this is just a different Cowboys team that I've seen in years prior, and the biggest thing I, I told you, the biggest thing was Dak and this offense is going to have to go out there. They have to get to thirty because. This Tampa Bay offense is just—it's not good. And on defense, they don't—they don't have a—they—they they don't have a pass rush. I think Vita Vea, Vita Vea got to Dak one time early in the in the first quarter, and after that, Dak, you know, had time to do some texts and bake some some uh, some biscuits. How much time he had back there because he was clean the rest of the game. And Dak looked—Dak looked faster out there to me. How you know how he was running? This, he Dak Dak was on a mission Monday night. You can you can see he was fired up. How you know. And, uh, but yeah, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because you know it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were not a good football team. I mean, they made the playoffs by default. We all know that because they were in a, a, a piss poor division. And um, the thing about the thing about it is, Tom Brady, and we're gonna we're gonna we're definitely gonna get into him a lot more depth uh, later in the show, but. You know, the thing about it is, you know, we, we've seen him, you know, play play poorly all year. And the thing about it is, you know, this they the lack of big plays at this offense, and they have 
the worst run, one of the worst run games in the history of the NFL. And I said, the Cowboys have to, you know, put the pressure on this team to go out there and score points because if you do that, then that then the game falls right into your hands because you're asking Tom Brady to go out there and drop back and throw the ball 50, 60-plus times. He threw they, the ball 66 times. 66 times. That's great. They don't have a run game. And what do the Cowboys do well on the defensive end? Get after the quarterback. So by Dak going out there and playing the way that he did Monday night, it really was a difference in this game because it opened everything else up for the rest of the team. So big credit to Dak Prescott. And, um, yeah, the Cowboys, they acquitted themselves very, very well on Monday night. We, we we have to be very 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 pleased by what we've seen Absolutely. because we, because th- 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 these are the games that, that we've seen this team you know routinely piss the bed on routinely and from what we've seen uh, the week prior in Washington we had every reason to think that that was going to be the case now but uh, I'm glad to say I- I'm 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 happy that that wasn't and you know I think they have built themselves. A lot of momentum going into this matchup with uh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they needed that one. Uh, built a lot of confidence, like you said. So, man, to wrap it up, man, just just a great wild card, super wild what card. Great weekend, wild man. card. So, let's, now let's move to the uh, the divisional round, man. Give us give our predictions. Let's start with Saturday, obviously, the Jaguars and the Chiefs. And kind of like what we alluded to, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. It's been a good run. Been a good run. Been a good run, uh, Trevor Lawrence. You're losing this Saturday. I mean, the Chiefs are just, they're, they're just an absolute juggernaut. Patrick Mahomes is the, probably the odds-on favorite to win MVP this year. I mean, he has been just phenomenal. He's he's a transcendent talent, a transcendent throw of the football. If you just look at the Chiefs all around, man, they just, they're they they they're probably the odds-on favorite to, to win the Super Bowl. But obviously we talked about the Jaguars and what and what they overcame on, on last Saturday. And obviously, when when you have wins like that, you know you 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 build you build your confidence more. And teams like this, like let's be honest, the Jaguars are really kind of like a Cinderella story right now. So they're they're kind of playing, they're playing very free, you know, because they're not. It's it's one of those. They don't know like, any better. The, yeah, they don't know any better, and they're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a second year quarterback. Obviously, he's the number one pick, but the expectations. Of of a second year quarterback to come in here and beat Patrick Mahomes, obviously that's not you know we're not expecting that. So I I expect the Jaguars to play loose, play free. Now I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I do think I do think the Chiefs will win this game. Give me a score. <sighs> I'm going to say the Chiefs win by ten. Thirty. 3424. Okay. 3424. Because man, what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do without Tyreek Hill being in this offense is just incredible. It's incredible. And obviously, you know, we he he has probably um what some would say is probably the GOAT tight end. Obviously, you know, Gronk is still up there, but probably the best the best pass catching tight end, Travis Travis Kelsey, man. He he they call him a tight end, but he really is a wide receiver, cause his route running, the way the way he can run after catch, is it's incredible. So I mean, this this is just an absolute juggernaut. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if if 
if this game is closer than a ten point than a ten point game. But I'm picking a ten point game. But I wouldn't be surprised if if Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has to lead lead the has to win on a game winning drive or something. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because, like I said, the Jaguars are playing with house money here. Yeah, um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is 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 a generational talent. No, no doubt about that. Undoubtedly, and you know he he he's tough. He's tough. He, he he's tough to beat anywhere. Whether it's the playoffs, regular season, Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose often. It's that you know that that especially when he plays great, and he plays great most of the time. If there's one quarterback, if the, the, the toughest thing to do is beat Patrick Mahomes in this league, I think. And you know, this game is in Arrowhead. You know, one of the toughest places to play. You know, in football, so the Jaguars coming in, they're gonna have to play. I, I tell you what, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he can't expect to turn the ball over four times in the first half and expect to have any uh, chance. You in do this that, game. you do that, it's over. It's you you over. mean you'll get fifty hung up on you in the first half? You do that. <laughs> so, but this team, obviously, like I said, this team, this Jaguars team is playing with a lot of confidence right now. They remind me a lot of. The Cincinnati Bengals team from last year. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of that going. You know, right. where they got the young up-and-coming quarterback in his second year. Joe Burrow was in his second year as a starter uh, last year. Uh, they got a lot of key, piece, key um, you know, explosive players on the outside. And the defense is fast and makes big, is, makes big plays at certain times. And uh, we, all, we all know that team eventually went into Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game and dethroned Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. Um, and Joe Burrow was great. He, uh, you know, he played big, and they were able to kick a field goal off and win late. And because why? Because that Bengals team came in with a lot of momentum. You know, they closed, they they ended the year off right, and uh, you know they 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 beat uh, Oakland in the first round. Then they uh, went to Tennessee, won, and they came to Kansas City and ultimately dethroned Patrick Mahomes because they had all the momentum. And this Jaguars team right now has a lot of momentum. So. With that being said, I'm taking the upset. Wow. I'm taking the upset. Okay. St- I've, been, wow. I've been with the Jaguars all year you round. Have. Have. I've been telling you that this was going to happen. Well, <laughs> I haven't been telling you this was going to happen. But I love this football team, man. And if they come in and, you know, they're going to have to they're gonna have to play their best game. Man. No doubt about it. They're going to have to play an A-plus game. And But the biggest thing is – as good as Patrick Mahomes is, I, I, I don't believe enough in the Chiefs' defense because I think, you know, that, that's been the biggest thing. If Patrick Mahomes would have had, you know, the, the Patriots' defense, some of them Patriots' defenses that Tom Brady had with his first year as a starter and, and with, with this team, he probably had, he'd probably have three Super Bowls. Yeah, he'd probably be a three-peat. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I just think this team is playing with such a moment, is, is on such a run right now, is playing with such a momentum. And Trevor, like, they 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 believe in this kid. They do, and you can just see how they. I mean, even 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 when you watch that game on Saturday night, when he threw the four interceptions and he looked as bad as he did, they never thought that they were out of that game. They believed that he can. He was the guy to come back and lead them back into win that football game. So, I have no reason to be picking this pick at all. <laughs> I have nothing to go off of other than I just believe that this is meant that 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 they can come in and get this done. I I just believe that. This is gonna happen. Yeah, I mean they're gonna be. I I wouldn't be shocked because but like they can go out the way though. They, they can, can go they, out the way. They, they can win or they can go out there and lose by thirty five. It really can go either way. But man, I can't wait to see that. So let's transition. Let's move to the Giants Eagles. Man, 
Now this game, I'm 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 kind of struggling a little bit. This is a hard game to this pick. This is a hard game to pick because we don't know. I don't know about the health of Jalen. Just Hurts. don't know. I don't know about the health, and then also I don't also know about the health of of Lane Johnson. That's a very important right. part. He's dealing with right. the abdomen injury, mm-hmm. and when you're dealing with uh, Kevon Thibodeau and and well, that's probably mainly who he's going to face. Leonard Williams, and and man, Dexter Lawrence was just jumping off my screen <sighs> all all day Saturday. God, he looked like Aaron Donald off there. Man, he was just jumping off my screen every every time I looked up. He was just bull rushing against the Vikings last week. So this offensive line, because the Eagles have had pretty much, all, I mean, they've been a top five offensive line all year. So uh, health is really going to play a, a major part in the in 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 this. In in this game, man, because Lane Johnson is is one of the best right tackles um, in the league, and Jalen Hurts was the odds-on favorite for the MVP before he went down with an injury, and it's all going to depend on the health of that shoulder, man. It's really all going to depend. I mean, that I know he he's had a week week off to kind of rest it to kind of mm-hmm. get healthy, but I mean, if you're if you're scrambling and and then you take a shot on that shoulder, man, is is it really gonna are you going to be able to perform at, at at that level that you've been performing all season? So man, this is a really hard game to pick, and and shout out to Jory Jackson, man. Man, he did a tremendous job on Justin yeah, Jefferson last job. week. Tremendous. So if he's able to to maybe neutralize AJ Brown to to a sense, but here's the thing that the Vikings don't have: they don't have a Devontae Smith though. No, Adam Thielen is good, but he's not a Devontae no. Smith. So. If Adore Jackson is able to some some somewhat neutralize AJ Brown to a point, is I mean I know what Devontae Smith is. He's a former Heisman winner. It's 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 going to take a lot for the Giants to win this game. But Saquon, if Daniel Jones can can play like he played last week, I would give the Giants a chance. But with that being said, I'm still going to pick the Eagles. Because I believe they're 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 a good enough football to good good enough football team to win this game. Because if we're being honest, at this point of the season, nobody's a hundred percent. Nobody's a hundred percent. So this is what this is what championship teams do. You win you win when you when you're bat, bruised and battered when you're injured. So if I had to pick a score, I'm gonna pick the Eagles, twenty four, seventeen. Yeah, like again, like you said, this is a very tough game to pick because obviously nobody knows about you know the health of Jalen Hurts. We don't know, you know, is he is he going to be ninety percent? Is he going to be eighty percent? You know, I mean, how 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 is how how limited is he going to be throwing the football in this game? Because I do believe he's going to make. I do believe he's going to have to make some plays with his arm in order to win this game. I don't think you can just completely lean on the run. And expect for that to take you take you into the NFC Championship and, and ultimately beat the Giants in this game. I do believe he's going to have to be effective with both his, effective with both his legs and his arm in this game for him to win. But um, you know the the Giants, you know as well as well as Daniel Jones played and as well as Saquon was on 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 Sunday in Minnesota, they're going to have to be that and even more come on on Saturday against the, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. and. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game. If I had to pick a score, I would say the Eagles will win 30-21. to 
Uh, because I, like you said, I just believe that they're head and shoulders a better football team than the Giants. Um, you know, like you said, you know, they did a very good job and, you know, taking away, taking away, uh, Justin and Lillman and Justin Jefferson, but they, Devon, they don't have anybody. Devontae Smith is something that the Vikings, like you, like you alluded to, they don't possess. Um, you know, and the Eagles can run the ball. You know, with the RPO system with Jalen Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders, obviously. I just think, you know, it's going to be very hard to, you know, kind of, you know, replicate, you know, what what they are able to do sun- Sunday in Minnesota and go into this environment in Philly and do the same exact yeah. thing. So, um, obviously, now, like I said, there's a huge question mark on this game because we, we, we don't we don't know how healthy Jalen Hurts is. And that's definitely going to play a big factor. So, do I give the Giants a shot to win this game? Absolutely, I do. I do give them a shot to win, but I just think ultimately the Eagles are a better football team, and that's ultimately what will prevail in this game. So I'm picking the Eagles to win 30 to 21. Absolutely. So let's transition to Sunday's games: um, Bengals versus Bills. And man, th- this is another tough one because, like we kind of alluded to, both of these teams kind of struggled last week against their, against their wild card opponents. And like we we alluded to with Josh Allen, man, he's got to do a, a a way better job of taking care of the football and not turning the ball over. And obviously, we know what what the Bengals possess. Um, I personally think that they have the best, the three bet the the best wide receiver trio, in T Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Just me. Mm-hmm. And. This this game is also going to come down to it's going to come down to two things on both sides. On the Bills side, it's going to come down to can Josh Allen protect the football. And on the Bengals side, it's going to come down to can they protect Joe Burrow? Because I believe Yeah, we I think for the first time all year, we've seen this offensive line, you know, really, you know, kind of struggle on Saturday night. Yeah, oh, and, and and we know and we know what their know, offensive line was last year. Last year, year right? They, they 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 they've been pretty. I'm, I don't want to say they've been you know world beaters, but they've been they've been you know very. They couldn't, well, first of all, they couldn't go. Yeah, nowhere, they couldn't get any worse up. than where they were, and even at the beginning of this year, they were pretty shaky. Yeah, but up until then, up until this point, they've been pretty uh, pretty pretty you know. And I believe they're one of their. Uh, it might have been the tackle of the guard Jonah Williams. I believe he went down with an injury. Yeah, he did. So I think I don't know if he he'll be able to go, and. Um, so it's it's gonna come down to that, man. If if see, but here's the thing: if the Bills still had, if Von Miller was still healthy, you feel much better. About I would yeah. feel much better picking the Bills in this game because the Bills, the the Bengals. I don't know if they, they wouldn't be able to protect. I don't think they'd be able to protect Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow he wants to take he wants to take those deep shots, and you gotta have time to do that, man. You gotta have time to do that. So man, this this is a very tricky game, man. This is a very hard game to pick, but I gotta pick somebody, and I'm gonna say the Bills win this game. I'm gonna say that Josh Allen does a better job protecting the football. He's gonna have to, cause he's yeah, like you said, he's gonna have to. So, and I think this is gonna be a high scoring game. I think this will be a shootout. Mm-hmm. So I'm picking the Bills to win this game. On a late field goal, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Okay, yeah, th- this this is this is. I, I think this may be the best game of the week. Obviously, but obviously, if the Bills have any chance with good Josh Allen, Josh Allen is gonna have to protect the football. He, he's just got to. Josh Allen is starting to look more and more like the modern day Brett Favre. That's a good, that's a good comparison. He, right he, now. he really is. I mean, because 
He's gonna throw it to as you. much as much as amazing plays as, as, as he as he makes, and as as dynamic he is with both his arm and his leg. I mean, he just puts the ball. He just makes decisions that time where you like Josh. What are you looking at? What did you see? And that was a. I mean, that was a very good stat that you uh, that you reeled off earlier. What was that stat? Interception and, and fumbles. He, he, he leads the in interception. Wow. And fumbles. So I mean. If you if you're the Bengals, you have to be looking at that like, look, we have to cap. Listen, we we know as a defense, he's two or three times in this game, he's gonna give us opportunities to make plays on the ball. We have to cash those in, and I'm like you, I expect this game to be pretty uh, high scoring because I, you know, I I do think because you know, both of these offenses really you know, kind of struggled to somewhat last game, both for uh, different reasons. Obviously, you know, Josh Allen was turning the ball over, but. Like we said, back to the Bengals, and it, like their offensive line showed some holes last game for the first time in a long time all year. And if they can't, and like they can't, and if they can't protect, but the thing about Joe Burrow is, as bad as that offensive line was last year in the playoffs, that didn't affect him not one yeah, bit he, at he all. He wasn't rattled. At he all. wasn't rattled. And I don't, I don't, I don't expect even if his offensive line doesn't play great in this game, I still give the Bengals a, a legit chance to win this game. So I'm gonna pick the Bengals to win this game. Only because Joe Burrow protects the football and Josh Allen doesn't. I do believe that Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over at least once, maybe two times. And I don't think against a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to be able to overcome that and Joe Burrow and his offense and what they possess. Because that's Joe Burrow out there. It ain't Skylar Thompson. You turn it over against him, he's going to make you pay. So... I would love for the Bills to come out and win this game. It 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 just be a tremendous story for them to go on and win it. Obviously, we all obviously know. obviously that'll be a storybook ending. But I just feel that the Bengals are a more complete football team. So I will I will give them the edge in this game. I'm gonna pick a score thirty to thirty six. Bengals win. Okay. Okay. So you got Bills. So you got Bengals. I got Bills in that one. So let's uh, move to the to the last last game Sunday night. Obviously, who you're gonna put in prime time? The Cowboys, 49ers. This was a it was a rival back in the '90s as well. Yeah. So big time rivalry. Big time rivalry, man. Um, this 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 is also a tricky game to pick, man. But I am going to say, like I, like we alluded to when we talked about the Seahawks 49ers. Obviously, you know the Seahawks played one of their one of their best halves, and that second half. You know, Seahawks. I mean, the excuse me, Forty ers came out and just just demolished them. So this, like we said, this is the Forty ers is a team that that you can't play around with your food on. You can't if if you start with two three and outs, you'll find yourself down fourteen zero real quick. Yes, sir. So I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. Really, I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. Okay, because I believe that they can bottle what obviously obviously they're not playing Tampa. But I believe that they can bottle what they had in Tampa, and 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 take it take it to Green uh, take it to, to to the Bay Area. I'm believing that they can bottle that, and I, if Dak plays how I know Dak can play, and and and, and let's not forget this is a revenge game. This yeah. is a revenge. This yeah. is a revenge I, game. I made that point to somebody earlier today. This is a revenge game because the Cowboys we all had know what, expectations yeah. last year, and the, and the 49ers came into to Jerry World. And 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 beat them. And and if you Mike McCarthy, you 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 driving that point You're on driving all that week. Point. You're driving that point. So I'm picking the Cowboys in this game. Uh, 
And for that reason, and here's another reason. I think this is the first. I think we see Brock Purdy have his first bad game. I think we do because if we look at his six starts, the teams he's played, they have not been the cow. He's not played it. Now give him credit. He's done. He's done very well, but he hasn't played. I don't believe he's played against a defense like this, where they can get after the quarterback, and because the Cowboys, man, they they they've had some. Obviously, they have they've had injuries in their secondary, but. The Cowboys, man, they they can fly around. They can fly around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the rookie Deron Bland has come on as as of late. It's really it's really been a, a lot a lot of uh, next man mentality for the Cowboys in the secondary. Um, one of the guys on on Saturday night, I can't even pronounce his name. A Wuzier? No, not a Wuzier. Um I can't pronounce I think his name. Zua? No, he's in the he's in the Cowboys secondary. I can't think of his name right now, but I think he's a rookie as well. Um, he actually he was he was. I can't think of his name, but I do know he went to South Carolina. He went to South Carolina with J.C. Horn, though. But I, ha- I have to look at his name, but I can't remember it. But he's he's in the Cowboys secondary. He actually did a pretty good job on on uh, on Monday night. So the Cowboys secondary is they have the ability to defend, and, and and we've talked about Micah these last few weeks that he's been kind of distant. He showed up. He showed up. He showed up Monday night. He showed up Monday night. He he was flying around. His name was being called pretty much almost every down. So I'm picking the Cowboys in this one, and I'm going to pick a score. I'm going to say it's 24 to 20. Cowboys, Cowboys pull it out late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot uh, to ask, obviously. Um, I think a lot of that more so hard overhead. Uh, but Israel Maku Mahomes. That's who. That's him. Is the yep. guy you were more into? Yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't think of his name too. But uh, yeah, he did look good the other night. And uh, one, uh, uh, real quick, one thing to keep an eye on is J. J. Ron Kirsch did go down in that game with a knee injury that looked it pretty. It looked it pretty bad. So uh, we know that he had to pick uh, the big pick in the end zone uh, on Tom Brady to start the game. And he he he's been he's been very good for the Cowboys in that secondary this year. So. If they're without him going into this in, in, into this week, that'd be very, uh, very devastating for the Cowboys. But uh, to kind of get into the game, listen. If the Cowboys have any shot of winning this game, Dak Prescott is going to have to play lights out, lights out. And I don't think. Okay, first of all, let me just get to my pick earlier. Uh, right now. I would love to say the Cowboys are going to win this game, but I, I just can't make a case for them to win because I believe that. And, and, and that's not an indictment whatsoever. I say that more so, not because I think the Cowboys are flukish or not because I don't think they, they're good enough to win this game. I just believe that the 49ers are that good. And you and you brought up Brock Purdy. Well, that's good. That's good because when the Cowboys are expected to win, they lose. So it's it's good that they come in here. Yeah. And I, and, and I, and I agree with you. They're not the favorite to win this game. No, no, I believe they're, it's, I, they're, uh, they're I, I, a three-point dog right now. Because usually when the Cowboys fall in the playoffs and go down, the sentiment going into that game is, oh, they, they spit the bit. See, that's the Absolutely. same old Cowboys. That's why this is great. If they lose this game, I, I, don't, think that, I, don't, I don't think that should be the narrative. Absolutely. Uh, but – I, yeah, I, I would love to say that the Cowboys is going to win. Obviously, I would love it. No, I, I would love to see them go on and, and, and go get to the national, um, national to the NFC Championship for the first time since 1996. I would love it, okay? <laughs> but 
I just believe that the 49ers are just too good top to bottom. And you and you brought up Brock Purdy and you saying that you think that he's going to, you know, for the first time, you know, kind of come down to earth. I would kind of, you know, see that happening if he didn't have Kyle Shanahan. See, this all comes down to Kyle Shanahan and his system and the let I me mean, he can just flat out he can just flat out coach offense. It's that simple. And the thing about Brock Purdy is, you know, we kind of touched on it last week, you know, what we thought, uh, you know, what, what kind of would go for if this team, you know, end up does going eventually going to the Super Bowl and could possibly also win the Super Bowl. What is that? What is where do things leave with him? If you look at since Kyle Shanahan came into San Francisco, Brock Purdy has played better in in this under Kyle Shanahan since than any quarterback has played under Kyle Shanahan since he's been in San Francisco. Better than Jimmy Garoppolo, better than uh, Trey Lance. Uh, better than C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins, none of them have looked this good. Absolutely, I think he broke he broke Joe Montana's record last game for most most yards in a playoff yeah. game. So, and last week, you know, he had he had three he had three hundred and thirty four yards and four touchdowns in a playoff game. There's only four quarterbacks that have ever done that: Matt Ryan, and Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and now uh, Brock Purdy. That is elite class, and. For him to and for so for him to have you know a down game like you uh, like you kind of alluded to, two things would have to happen. The Cowboys would obviously their pass rush would have to be from tremendous, and they would have to stop the run, which I don't foresee happening with the system that Kyle Shanahan runs because I don't I, I think. I think Kyle Shanahan's system in somewhat kind of neutralizes a pass rush of a team. Because what it, it essentially what it's all about is get the ball on the outside to your playmakers, let them push the ball down the field. So Brock Purdy's job is simple: just be on time and be accurate with the football, and don't allow the pass rush to be able to establish itself where it can cause issues. And I'm sorry, I I I, I don't think the 86 Bears can stop Christian McCaffrey right now. I'm serious, I don't. I mean, he is just that special of a player, and we all know what the San Francisco Giants. I mean, San Francisco Giants, wow. San Francisco 49ers possess on the offense, uh, I mean, on the defense side of the ball. And they, they can they can create turnovers and they can just get after you. Nick Bosa is obviously, in my opinion, I think he's the best defensive player in the game right now. Only because, you know, Aaron Donald has been dealing with some injuries and the Rams have been pathetic this year. But, yeah, I, listen. Did you I'm, pick a score? I have not picked a score yet, but I, I'm going to pick a score. I, I think it, I think it's going to be a kind of a low-scoring game. I think it's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's gonna be twenty to twenty three, San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Uh, just and I, w- I would love the Cowboys to say that the Cowboys will win, but I, I just think that they they're not gonna be able to get it done. More and more so not because they're not good enough to. I just think San Francisco is just that good of a football team and yeah. that well yeah. coached of a football team. Yeah, but here's my thing, and this this is why I say I believe the Cowboys can pull off this upset because if you look at the rosters. I think they match up. They match up kind of. I think this might be one of the hardest matchups for the 49ers because if you look at, if you look at what they have, and if you look at what the 49ers have and what the Cowboys have, you got like the 49ers have. Uh, not to say that Tony Pollard is anywhere near Christian McCaffrey, but you've got a running back who can who can get between the tackles and 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 he can burst an explosive play off. Of, 
in a, in any any instant. And he, and Tony Pollard, he's, he's kind of a lesser version. Of yeah, Chris he's McCaffrey. a le- yeah, he's yeah. Pro- like a great value of Chris McCaffrey because he's able to he can hit you with the explosive plays and he can and he he was a receiver at Memphis. He played more so receiver mm-hmm. than running back, so he's able to to be a receiver in that in that retrospect as well. So I would compare them there and also and I did get that stat. The Cowboys lead the league in takeaways, and the 49ers are right behind them. The Cowboys have 30, lead the league in takeaways at 33. The 49ers are right behind them in th- at, at 30. And I'm glad you bring that up because that was going to be my next point. I, we, we just praised Dak and the, the, the performance that he had last week, but you know what the most impressive thing about Monday night? What's he didn't that? throw a pick. He didn't. Did not throw a pick. For the first time all year, he did not throw a pick. He didn't. He came, he came a little close. With Carlton Davis. Yeah, yeah, but, he played with, but, you know, but that has to carry over into this game if he has, if you, they have yeah, any chance of winning. Yeah, you can't turn the ball over against No. But, yeah, so the Cow- so back to the comparisons, the Cowboys lead the league in takeaways at 33, 49ers right behind them at 30. And then you both, they both have uh, a defensive player of the year candidate, Nick Bosa and Michael Parsons on, on both respective – both respective uh, ends. So I think that this matchup, this, this this is probably one of the best matchups for the um, the Cowboys is, is the 49ers. So that's why I think that they can pull off the upset if Dak is able to play like he played yeah. last week. And we've always said that, you know, you got you to gotta run the ball. But if, if Dak can play like that and is yeah. able – and and then you also got to get CD CD Lamb engaged a little more this, mm-hmm. this yeah this, this I, I, I don't like what I I mean I know CD CD I mean they really much didn't it really didn't matter too yeah. much on Monday he kind of came on late a yeah. little bit but, but you these, got, you these get last two games early. they yeah they got to make sure that CD yeah Dak has to get CD the ball in his hands because he's he's really been playing well and I'm glad you brought up the two guys because those two guys are gonna have to play big for both of their respective teams. You brought the two defensive of the year, uh, player of the year candidates, uh, Michael Parsons and Nick Bosa. Both of them are going to have to be huge in this game for both of their teams. And, you know, I think – obviously, I think that, you know, Nick Bosa is going to win the award yeah, because, you absolutely. know, he just had a better year than Micah. Because Micah, you know, he he really kind of – you know, not not to not to knock him, but he really wasn't effective, you know, down the stretch of the season he was earlier on the season. But – and let me just – let me real say this in, in fairness to Micah. I have never seen a player – Get held as much and not Man. and, and not be yeah. called as much. I mean, he gets held. It seems like on every yeah. single play. It does. Yeah, he does get held a lot. Every single play, and it just seems to never. It, it just seems like they just turn blind eyes to it. But you know, but yeah, but both of those guys are gonna have to be big in this game if, if for their teams to have a chance of winning. But again, I love the cap. Like no matter what happens in this game, this year's Cowboys team. This is an encouraging. This is an encouraging sign going forward, as Cowboys fans, because that game on Monday night, six out of the last seven years of the Cowboys team would have lost that game Monday night. I feel very confident in saying that. <laughs> and it's not so much as I don't think that they that this team is not for real, and I don't believe, and not so much that I don't believe in them as a football team. I just believe that they're going up against a juggernaut. I believe they're going up. They're heading straight for straight towards a buzzsaw, and I just don't think. I just think it's just going to be too much for them to overcome, and that that that's it, man. I just, I hope it's a good game. It'd be great to see the Cowboys go in there and get revenge for of what what took what transpired last year in the playoffs in their building in Jerry World. I, I just don't think that 
they that they're going to have enough to 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 withstand against what 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 they're going to be what's going to be thrown at them yeah. on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night. So right. yep. So we'll see. So man, that was our predictions for the division around, man. So did we miss a game? No, we it's did. Only, it's only four games. Okay. So can't wait to see it. But we have got to talk about obviously who the Cowboys beat on Monday, Buccaneers. We we've got we've got to discuss Tom Brady, man. So obviously we know that Tom Brady is forty five. He's a free agent this year. And uh after that loss on Monday he said he would, you know, kinda of take some time and kind of reflect um on, on, on what he needs to do. So the question I'll pose is kinda, of, you know, what's next for Tom Brady here? To me, and I know you're you're gonna be opposed to this. To me, all signs are leading to him going to the Raiders. I mean, obviously they don't have because if you look at Tom Brady, you, he's going to have to be someplace where you got established receivers, you got a good old line, and you got a good defense. And this is no no knock against Tom Brady. You know, we both think he's the goat, and I don't think that can be touched. But at this age in his career, and this is no indictment on, on Tom Brady, the guy's forty five years old. So at this age in his career, opposed to him taking guys from Dorchester and and got, pulling guys from the stands and taking those guys as his receivers and making them better, those days those days are over. Done. Those days are over. And th- like I said, there's no indictment against Tom Brady, but he's got to be in a situation where everything fits and it makes sense. So I think the Raiders don't have a great offensive line, but they they've got the receivers. You got Adams. Obviously, you got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and you got a good tight end in Darren Waller. You got a good running back in Josh Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing yards this year. Their defense leaves a little bit to be desired, and their O-line leaves a little bit to be desired. But the deciding factor here is familiarity. Familiarity. Because you're coming back to a coach, your offensive coordinator, who's been your offensive coordinator for the majority of your career, and Josh McDaniel. Who I know you despise, but to me, all sides. It, this is if Tom Brady wants to play. Whether or not he retires, I mean, I would love to see him play one more year. But he's it. It has to be a place where it makes sense, and it has to be a place where they're ready to win now. Obviously, because I don't think he's coming back for another eight and nine season. So to me, everything is pointing towards the Raiders right now, because. I just think I just think him going I mean to me it just makes sense for him to go to a place you know he doesn't have to relearn the verbiage again he doesn't have to relearn you know most of the plays I mean he he's been in this offense for 20 years of his 23 23 year career so to me everything just points to the Raiders right now I agree I agree with what one point you said it is going to have to be a place where he obviously feels comfortable where he has familiarity um, where not too much is going to be asked of him and unfortunately I think that place is a golf course or a broadcast booth or a beach I think he should hang it up I think he should hang it up and listen because what Tom has to ask himself is this what else is there 
if he seriously, if he goes out and wins another Super Bowl, how is that gonna how is that gonna change the way we view Tom Brady at all? He just had the worst year of his career. Does that change the way we view Tom Brady at all? I mean, and I, I hate the Raiders fit. I'll get into that in a bit, but I, I hate I, I hate that fit. I don't think, no. I, I, if, it, if, it, if it came down to either that or hanging him up, I would hang him up. But the thing is, though, I don't think, I don't think there's going to be teams that's going to be knocking down the door to bring him in next year. After the ta- after they wa- after they turn that tape, and the biggest thing is when you watch him, he's forty five years old and he doesn't even want to think about getting hit anymore. And you can't you cannot blame him for that. If you watch if you watch his struggles this year and you watch what took place with him, he missed on a lot of throws, all because he was reluctant to step in the step up uh, to step up and he's either brace for hits or even or even set himself up to get hit. And I think when teams turn that film on and they see that, they're not going to be they're not going to be lining up to bring bring him in next year. I, I just believe that. Numbers across the board were down this year for Tom Brady all over board. Passing passing yards, passing TDs, his QBR was the lowest since they since they started the stat in 2006. And here's the thing. He had more passing attempts this year than he did last year. That is that 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 is that that is the most telling thing to me. Now it's one thing if you know all your stats are down across the board, and it's it's because you, you, you're dealing with injury. You, you know what I mean? Or you know, uh, the 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 offensive the offensive system has changed. You know, all, all that all that being you know all that being understood. For the most part, this was the same exact team. Now I understand the offensive line had his issues, but. Pretty much the same weapons from all the key weapons were there from last year. Mike Evans, uh, uh, Chris Godwin was still there. You still had play, uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, so I, I just, you know, obviously I think he's the greatest quarterback, to, uh, the greatest football player. I can make the case Tom Brady is the greatest athlete in team sports, but I won't get into that because, you know, I I don't even want to get into the Brady. Day. This ain't the time for that. This is another place in time for that. But – I just think Tom has to act. The biggest thing, if he's going to consider coming back next year, the biggest thing he asks, asks himself is, what, "What? Why am I doing this?" Well, if he if he would if he if he was of that mindset, which I don't believe he is, he would have stayed retired. If he was of that mindset, because here's the thing: you say, I mean, and obviously he has a deal in place, one one of the highest deals of all time to be in the Brock with Fox to be in the broadcast booth. Whenever he does decide to retire, but the situation. But is- here's the thing with that. I think Tom Brady's of the mindset that nothing is going to be able to scratch that itch, like him coming into training camp, him you know preparing for games. Nothing you know him talking about football, you know on the golf course, playing competitive golf. Nothing's going to be able to fulfill that void of him playing the game of football, talking about it. You know, playing golf or whatever, whatever he does, nothing is. I don't. I believe he's of the mindset that nothing is going to fill that, fulfill that void. Do you? And also, I believe that he's he's of the mindset because, it, like I said, if he was of that mindset, I believe he would have stayed retired. So I believe he's of the mindset is that he wants to go out, go out on top. Like he wants to go out winning a championship. Because I, I believe that was part of the reason he came back last year because the way that they went out against the Rams. Because I believe. They were a blown blitz away from possibly repeating. If, if the Bucks repeat, 
that year, I believe Tom Brady walks away with with nothing with yeah, nothing to I, regret. I don't know if he walks away. After I believe the, he after walks away. I don't think he walks away. I believe I think he walks away. I because think it, I think it, he's at the point, like you said, he doesn't want to get hit. So I believe he's at the point where he doesn't he doesn't want to go out like he doesn't want to go out, especially not with the eight and nine season under his belt. I don't think he wants to go out. But like you, he has to be careful with this because we've seen what Peyton looked like when he tried to play one more that's, year. That's that's the point. I was just, but that. and but here's the thing though, Peyton was around a good enough team to win a Super Bowl, even though he looked god awful. His team was still good to win a Super Bowl. So if Tom Brady can get into a situation like that, because Tom Brady had some games this year where it's kind of like LeBron. And LeBron is playing phenomenal right now. But we've talked about LeBron that any given night, he can give you a 48 like we just seen him, him give you. So there were some games that Tom Brady was able to, you know, have a 400-yard game here and there. But, but but he, like I said, with Peyton, he has to be, if he wants to play one more year, he has to be on a team that's that's ready to win. But, see, that's the thing. Is, is, is it worth going out there and being a game manager for a Super Bowl contending team? Or, or, or you know, or is that really is, – is Tom really going to be satisfied doing that? Well, that, that would be the time – that would be up to Tom Brady. Okay, and that's that's my entire point. And, and and you brought up last year. You said he would have stayed retired. You said you you brought up oh the way he went out against the Rams. No, I, I disagree. I think the reason that he was it was hard for him to stay retired is because he came off having one of his best years of his career last year. So in his mind, he knew that he I I, I still can play at a very high level. He had unfinished business, but he was still playing at a very high level. He can't say that now. If, if you think that he can, if 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 he, if you believe without any doubt that he can go out and continue to play at a Tom Brady stick, because the standard is different for him. We're not talking about just some veteran. We're not talking about Josh McCown or going out there at forty years old and and being playing respectable enough for his team to be to have to play uh, to win games. We're talking about Tom Brady right here. The standard that he set. Is that really going to be fulfilling to him to go out there and be pedestrian on a good team? I believe it will, if he won, if he won the championship. But like you said, what is it going to change? It, if, but it, okay, that that that's not okay. I'm I'm talking about Tom Brady's mindset. To us, Tom Brady can come out here next year and go zero and seventeen, and we're still going to call him the goat. That's my point. I just, I, but that's okay. That's us how we're viewing Tom Brady. But I'm thinking, I'm talking about Tom Brady's mindset. I think he's he believes that he still has enough in the tank. To be, it may come with lesser regularity, like I said, to 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 be an elite quarterback I, I, in the right situation. I just I just don't want to see. I mean, like you brought up Peyton, and we've seen how he looked. We've seen how Brett Favre looked at the end. I, I just I just don't want that for Tom. I mean, I, I love this guy. I mean, to me, he's to me he's beyond Jordan. Now, like I said, we can get into that discussion at a whole nother time. But to me, this guy is the greatest player in team sport in the history of team sports. Now, you can argue Michael Jordan. You can argue Bill Russell. But to me, it's Tom Brady. And I, I just do not want to see him go out underwhelmingly. Yeah, nobody does. But whether or not, you know, he still thinks he can play, whether or not, you know, that, that, you know, like a, that decision will ultimately come down to Tom Brady. And like I said, he's, he's got a broadcast boot deal with Fox. 
in place for when he retires. I just don't want to see him go out just going along for the ride to end his career. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, he's he's got a broadcast booth deal with Fox when he retires, whenever that may be. But I but I agree with you. It, it, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be a situation. It's gonna be after. I think the te- I think I think the one team that could and I don't think they'll have any interest in. But we just got done talking about. I think San Francisco would be a yeah, perfect I've heard situation. That. I've heard that. And I've I've, Tom I've heard that what could happen. They sign Tom Brady. They trade Trey Lance to get some draft capital back. Keep Brock Purdy to kind of for Tom Brady to kind of mold them and just have Tom Brady yeah, there for that one. Because year. that's another. But thing. I mean, the Shanahan's have said no to Tom Brady twice. Because, I believe because, now. Yeah, but that was before Brock Purdy. And, 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 and I, I, we talked about this last week. You said you 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 fully expect Tom uh, for them to turn the reins back over to Trey Lance when it comes time. I'm not so sure. I believe that. I'm not so sure. I would. I, I'm not so sure that you can that you can that you would be able to do that if, if Brock Purdy takes his team to. Well, if level. he obviously wins the Super Bowl, then yeah, then you have to have a discussion. But if he loses, like if he loses in this round or even in the NFC Championship, I think I think you got You got to see what you yeah, have in Trey Lance. But but that's the only team I can see Tom Brady going to and kind of having success. Because and speaking like, of speaking of seeing what you have, let's talk about a couple of other quarterbacks who could possibly be on the move here. What do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers, and what do you think happens with Derek Carr? Because, I mean, Derek Carr, he, he sent out a, a, a heartfelt goodbye to Raider Nation. So, he's, he's going to be on the move. So, what do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? What do you think happens with Derek Carr? Okay, I'll start with Derek Carr. Um, I think Derek Carr was obviously scapegoated in Oakland. Oh, I, mean, undo- I, I, mean, I mean, not Oakland. I'm sorry, Vegas. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Because, because here, here's what I know. Last year... Under Rich Passaccia, when they obviously moved on for John Gruden's for reasons well documented that we all know, the the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders were in the playoffs. They were throwing in the end zone with three seconds left to beat the eventual uh, AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Derek Carr was their quarterback, and this year they're a mess. They move on for Rich Passaccia and they bring in Josh McDaniels. And this is what we see. This is Josh McDaniels. This is this isn't about Derek Carr. This is this is this is Josh McDaniels. And I think there are going to be a number of teams that's going to be not uh, that, that's going to want Derek Carr services. The first team that comes to mind for me is the New York Jets. Yep. Uh, I think they'll be. I think there'll be some interest in there. I think Indianapolis Colts should have interest. I, I think I think Derek Carr. And who knows what's going to happen with in, with the Lamar situation? Nobody knows. But I think Derek Carr coming into this offseason, as far as quarterbacks is concerned, I think he should be the the, the, the prime candidate for teams looking for quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Which leads me to the other guy that you brought up. It's time for Green Bay to pack Aaron Rodgers back and put it at the airport. You have it's to. time. You, you can no to. longer let this guy continue to hold you hostage. Because what is it getting you? Disappointment at home every year? In the whether because I've always been hard on Aaron Rodgers because because for years it, it seemed to me like there was always the excuse thrown off for of Aaron. Oh, he don't have the defense. Oh, he doesn't have home playoff games. Well, you've got the last three of them at home, and guess what you did? You didn't stunk up the joint. Stunk it up. And he always does this. Oh, I'm gonna take time. I'm gonna do this. There's a lot of things I can do right now. Always throwing it out there. Always trying to hold the organization on the hostage. Well, if, if I'm Ted Thompson and I'm, I'm Matt Lafleur and I'm uh. What's the GM Goodikins. name? Gudikins. I tell you what, you know, don't worry about it. I'll make the decision for you. 
Uh, here, here's your bag. The locks <laughs> clean out for you. Have, have, man, it's have a great time. day. It's time. It's time. No, and then you you have to see what you have in Jordan Love. You have to. And we 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 seen him, and he looked pretty good from the time he looked that good. We seen him. A small sample size. But, I mean, but you gotta see what you got because here's the thing. I would rather, like over these past three years, I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. But I would rather lose with Jordan Love than paying a guy sixty million to lose every time with the number one seed. What are we doing here? It, it, it's time. It's time, Green yeah, Bay. Man, you got to move. You got to move on from him. Got to move him. I mean, the, Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, no, no one. I, I mean, no one gets as much flicks off one Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers does. Oh, man, don't get me started. I, I'm Rodgers. sorry, man. And people, people, people have talked about because I've heard, I've heard, you know, a guy on FSN who I won't name, who I absolutely can't stand. He's called Peyton Manning the greatest regular season quarterback ever. No, that's Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, that's Aaron Rodgers. The difference between that guy, his performances in the regular season opposed to the playoffs, he's had some of the most, he, he's had some of the worst stinkers any star quarterback has had in the playoffs. Go look it up. Go look it up, man. He's and seven, he's and, seven and nine since his last Super Bowl in the playoffs. So. Yeah, and people have the absolute nerve, the mitigated gall Please, to sit to no, try no. and sit him at the same table with Tom Brady. It's, 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 it's I laughable. Mean, th- th- that is done. It's laughable. It's laughable. And Green Bay, they, I mean, they, they should have been done years ago. I thought, but now it should be more clear than ever. Absolutely. Because all all the times I used to, hear, oh, if you give if you give uh, Aaron Rodgers those teams that Brady had in New England, oh, he would have did this and that. The guy. The guys had the organization by, by, by the you-know-whats for the last six years, and they have acquiesced to everything this guy's asked for. And what has he done? Pissed the bed. So, yeah, they, they, they need – it's time. Pack his bag for him and tell him, look, you can start shopping yourself. We'll do whatever you want to do, but let the good dog hit you with, Yeah, let the, good, let the good door hit you with a good Lord split you. It's time, man. Yeah, it's time. I think, yeah, and I think you obviously have to move over Aaron Rodgers, but – to wrap this up, man, we, we haven't talked in the NBA in a while, so let's do a, a, a start, bench, cut, NBA edition here really Oh, real quick. quick, before we get to that, speaking of England, have you heard some of these reports that's coming out of New England right now about Mac Jones and Bill Belichick? I have not. Okay. Uh, well, apparently, apparently, uh, because you all know, we all know that uh, Bill Belichick is, you know, just, just the ultimate tyrant. Uh, so he likes to polish his own genius, obviously. So we all know the the stupid decision that he made to make um, Matt Patricia his play caller this right, year. Right, right. So apparently there's a report out there that Mac Jones was calling people outside of the organization at the beginning of the year uh, to ha- put in to uh, ask him what what can he do to help him play better under his offense. And apparently Bill Belichick found out about it and benched him for, for Billy for Bailey. Oh, Zappi. that's why he was benched for Bailey. Yeah, oh, wow. for Bailey Zappi. Hmm. So that's what came out with it. And I'm just going to say this. It seems like the game is passing up Bill Belichick. It really does, man. Did hear that. It really does. Didn't hear yeah. that report. That, 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 that is an unbelievable story. You 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 going to punish your player for going out asking people why, what can he do to help better himself? Yeah, didn't know that. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah I, it, you already know how I feel about Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill I mean, Chip. I think it's evident now. I mean, you know, we said, I mean, I think I've said 80% of the credit goes to Tom Brady. But – you know he he's run he, the thing about Bill Check, you know he he's he's done it's been his his way of the highway for years you know and he's talked down to players he's you know down down diminished building relationship with players for years 
And you can do that when you're winning. But when you're not winning, people ain't going to tolerate that stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see how that all unfolds in New yeah, England. Didn't but go, go ahead. Didn't hear that. But, uh, yeah, so NBA edition start bench cut, man. So let's start off with a with a current one here. Kind of kind of an easy one, but I mean it, it's it you you can get stumped here. Start bench cut. Start bench cut. So I name three guys. You got to pick which one you're gonna start. You're gonna bench and you're gonna cut. Current or all, all so time. So right now the the first one I'm doing is current, but then then we'll go to all time. Okay. So the first one, first guy, Laurie Marketing, Demonis Sabonis, Bam Adebayo. Ooh. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Laurie Marketing is playing. He, he, he should be an all star this year. This is a tough one, man. Tough one. I'm going to start to bonus. Okay. Oh, man, this is so tough. This, this is really a tough one here. This is so tough. I'm going to start to bonus. I'm going to bench Bam, and I'm going to cut Laurie Marketing. But I, I, I man, hate that, though. Man, that's a tough but, one, isn't but, it? But here's the reason why I'm going to do that, because I believe that there's a much more sample. There's a much more – there's a, there's a larger sample size on Bam than it is on Laurie Marketing. Yeah. The player that he became this year in Utah, I had no idea that he can reach well, these type the of thing, levels. Well, though, with Marketing, he started off really good in Chicago. Like, that first year, he was really good. But then he kind of tailed off a few – a, a, a little bit, and then he got traded to Cleveland, obviously, yeah. and kind of tailed off. And then he he he's kind of revitalized himself now in Utah. Yeah. But man, if I had to pick, I think I'm gonna I'm actually gonna start Bam. Okay. And I'm gonna bench Sabonis, and I'm gonna cut Mark. Yeah, that, but that's tough. Though. Yeah, I, that's I, a really tough. Say cut Laurie Mark. I, I, can can we use a different word than cut? Can we just say stash? Now nah, you gotta cut him. You gotta cut him because he you got 15 I, guys on the roster already. You gotta get rid of somebody. But but the reason I gave it to Bam, the reason I put Sabonis number one is because I, I I think I think right now you can make the case he's a third he's the third best center. In the yeah, game. he's he's really good. He's that good. And but Bam is is a complete player on both ends. He I think I think he's you know he's got a real he's got a real shot to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but man, that was a tough one though. All right, so next one. So this one is all time in their prime. James Harden, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade. All time in their prime. All time in their Harden, prime here. AI, Harden, AI, AI, AI D. Wade. Wade. I'll start on this one. Yeah, you go ahead. So, and. In this one, this one is kind of tough, tough because, because you, you gotta because you gotta, you gotta take into totality a lot of stuff here because I don't believe this is a tough one. Are we just talking about the players? Themselves? We're talking about everything. Prime. Okay. So well, you got to take into account because D Wade is a is a three time NBA yeah, champion. Yeah. So yeah, you got to start Wade. I, I think I think you would have to you you would have to it, it, would, it, would, it would be it would be disrespectful to D Wade not to start him over them too because I it think would. his legacy definitely like you know. Surpasses both of those two, both of those two players. But James Harden and AI have an MVP though. Yeah, and it's hard to win an MVP in this league. So if I had to say, I would, I would start Dwayne Wade. I'm gonna bench. Hate to do this. I'm gonna bench James Harden and I'm gonna cut AI. I hate to do it. I love Iverson, man, but I gotta cut him here. No way I'm P- doing pound that. for pound, one of the best players. No way I'm but, doing it. I'm starting. And you know, and you know how I feel about James Harden, but 
I got a good AI. No, no, I think I I think a lot of that is age and attrition working against you right there. Listen, Allen Iverson, man, was something like this league has never seen before. He really was. I mean, he he, 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 he is. He's a figure of the of, of, of the. You can't tell the story of the NBA without mentioning Allen Iverson in it, and. One of the greatest accomplishments was for him to get for him to get that team to the NBA Finals. What was that? I think it was two thousand two. Was that two thousand one? I think it was one. But uh, yeah, that that's a tough one too. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a start D Wade because I mean you you can't argue three championships, and he's arguably like what one of the top. I mean, all these guys are all three of these guys are top seventy five. So. What he he he's I mean as far as two guards are it's, it's got to be Jordan Kobe and him, then him right yeah so I mean yeah you gotta you gotta yeah you gotta give Dwayne Wade the edge on it I mean the the championship I mean I I don't like for championships to divine but but you have to he he's far 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 more accomplished even with I, I, even with those two MVPs being included he's far far more accomplished of a player than those two players so you gotta go Dwayne Dwayne Wade I think you gotta start him. All right, so next one here. So you got Tracy McGrady, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul Pierce. Say that again. Tracy McGrady, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul Pierce. I'm going Melo, starting Melo, starting Melo, benching T Mac, and. Gotta cut Paul Pierce. Cutting Paul Pierce. Oh, cutting the only champion here. All right. I mean, yeah, obviously, okay. I, I know that's kind of like the reverse of the. That's, that's like the reverse of the question that you just, the one you yeah, just did. But I mean, but if you look at Paul, Paul Pierce's yeah. career, yeah, are we really gonna say Paul Pierce is is a fifth, top fifty player of all time? I think both Melo and Tracy McGrady are, even with him winning, winning the championship. Because here, here's how I look at it: if you put Melo or T Mac into that into that Boston Celtics team, undoubtedly they have a championship, right? Like if you replace Paul Pierce with T Mac or, or Melo. So obviously you know how you know Melo is my favorite player. So I'm gonna start Melo here, and I, I'm I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I'm gonna start Melo, bench T Mac, and I'm gonna cut Paul Pierce. Unfortunately, because I mean people people really sleep on Paul Pierce. He he really was a bucket though, like the truth. He really was a bucket. Yeah, he also though. gave up a lot of them too. He did, he, gave, he gave up. I mean, but most of these all but three of these guys yeah did. he was. But them other two guys you named before that. Listen. Undoubtedly buckets. Car- Carmelo gets a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of disrespect out there on Melo. This guy is one of the best per scores this game's ever seen. Well, definitely that I've ever seen. Definitely that I've ever seen. Undoubtedly, I mean his ability to score both inside and outside. Yeah. And bro, it was a, it was a point in Melo career, and he was a top five player in the NBA. I don't think there's any disputing that. At at at, at, at his yeah. height, at his he's a three prime, level scorer. He's three a three level, level scorer. scorer. It was at one point where it was really pick your poison with Melo. If you if you pressed up on him, he was able to blow by you. And if you if you sagged off of him, he was able to hit that mid range J. And he could also take you in the post and play bully ball with you. Yeah. So and Kobe Kobe guy rest his soul always talked about Melo was one of the hardest person was one of the hardest yeah. people for him to guard. So Mel, man, yeah. Melo was I, 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 a prolific I, I, scorer. I, I've came out and said that Kevin Durant is the best offensive talent I've ever seen touching yes. basketball. Yes, but Carmelo, not not to say that he's that he's Kevin Durant, but as far as a pure scorer, 
he's he's in he's in that Kevin Durant discussion and and, and just his, his arsenal yeah, and the way he can go about yeah. so yeah See, it's a difference between scoring and ability to score yes. like how can you score like like is like LeBron is about to be the lead, the leading scorer of all time but there's a lot of other scores that you would probably take yeah, over LeBron absolutely. because of their their a- ability a- to go absolutely ability to score and cuz the thing and, and the efficiency is also yeah. what you have to take into account in this that's and th- that's really the real reason why I call Kevin Durant the greatest scorer of all time. Not so much as that he has the ability to score in different ways. It's just that he can go out there and get you forty on twelve shots. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you have to take that in account. It's a lot of guys that can put up points. Absolutely. Not a lot of guys can score though. All right. So last one here. All time in their prime, Shaq, Kareem. And Hakeem. Well, I, I never seen Kareem, so it, it's gonna kind of be hard for me to even. But even I know he's I know he's arguably. You can make the case. You really can on a you can make the case Kareem. Is he's the, most, the goat. You can make the case he's the most accomplished player in the history. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of basketball. But I didn't see him play. But I have never, ever seen anything like Shaquille O'Neal. Ever. I have never seen anything more stoppable on, on, in, in sport on a on a in a on a on a on a field or a court like Shaquille O'Neal. Never. He is the most. I mean, you see what Giannis is today. Shaq was behind it. I think. Yeah. There was no because you knew exactly what Shaq was gonna do, but you had absolutely no answer for what to, he was to, to like stop this un, man. unrefereable man. Unrefereable, unstoppable. And and it comes down to this. I just, and since I didn't see Kareem, I have to answer it this way: if 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 Shaq went up against Kareem, I think Shaq would eat Kareem's lunch if they went up and went, went uh, head to head. Well, I think Kareem would have gave it back to him, back to him. He though. probably would have, but I, I don't think I, I you know I don't think you know a sky hook you know really measures up to you know being able to you know put your shoulder into somebody and not. I mean, and play, and they play, couldn't stop it though. Bowl, and, and and play bowling with the with the rest of the team. So I'm I mean, a, but you think about the sky hook. That's an unblockable shot. It is man. an unblockable. You shot. can't do nothing with that. So, but if you foul out trying to go at Shaq, then what does that matter? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I'm gonna start Shaq. I'm a uh, bench Kareem. Who was the other one you said? Hakeem. Kareem. Listen, Hakeem Olajuwon didn't get enough credit for being one of the top. I mean, he might. He might. He's he a, won he's two a, championships in the listen. '90s. I, I know people want to make it seem like you know the '90s was all about Michael Jordan. Hakeem did win two championships in Hakeem the Hakeem is borderline top ten. Like he he's right like all time. Like he's right there on that 12, 13, like of all time. Like he's borderline top ten. So man, this this like you said, I didn't really see him Kareem play, but if I if I were to take into account of the totality of the career, obviously I would I would I'm gonna start Shaq. I'm gonna bench Kareem, and I'm I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna cut Hakeem yeah. on this one, but th- that's a tough one because man, Hakeem have some of the best footwork for for a seven footer. Oh man, uh, unbelievable! Man. You watch it. Go go back and watch that first that first finals they won against Orlando, and watch what Hakeem did to Shaq in that series. Go watch. Yeah, man. So that that that's really a tough one, man. Hakeem, if you know, and and a lot of people people say you know there's a debate about Jordan of uh, whether when you know when he retired. That he would have won eight straight championships. Nah, Hakeem. I, I, yeah, Hakeem I think Hakeem at least would have won one. At least would have won one of those for sure. He actually did he, though. Yeah. People don't want to count the season where Jordan came back with number forty-five. Yeah, they, but he yeah, was in he the did. playoffs. He was in the playoffs. Yeah. Shaq beat him. Yeah. Yes. 
And then Hakeem turned around and ate, and ate Shaq lunch. People don't want to talk about, oh, he was half a season, but LeBron take four months off in the bubble and you want to use that against him and call it a bubble championship. Yeah. Look, whatever, man. We, we ain't going to get into that. But, yeah, no, Hakeem does get slept on a lot. But I don't think in, in terms of, you know, stature, I don't think you can compare them to them two because those are Pantheon great players. Absolutely. Without question. Absolutely. All right, man. That's a wrap on Brotherly Level Sports. Thank you all for tuning in once Good again. Good one, man. Good one. Good one, man. Um, be sure to tune in this weekend, man, for the divisional round in the NFL, man, because we're going to talk about it, man. I know I'll be glued to the TV, man. So can't wait to watch it, man. So thank you all for tuning in once again. We're out.